Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. Shift Happens Podcast. Vital Farms never planned for its employees to fly the coop. But as the Austin-based egg company adapted to the pandemic, its leaders and employees came to a shared conclusion. Everyone could be happier and just as productive working from home permanently. Before leaving the nest, however, a lot of logistics had to be considered. In this episode, I'll get excellent advice from Adil Rodriguez, the Director of Digital Integration and Infrastructure at Vital Farms. We'll talk about making a plan, deploying the right collaboration tools, and keeping close-knit teammates engaged. Come on, don't be chicken. Join us for the chat. Welcome back to Shift Happens Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Raymond Sai, Chief Brand Officer at AppPoint and proponent of modern workplace technologies. For today's episode, I'm so excited to be joined by Odile Rodriguez, Director of Digital Integration and Infrastructure of Vital Farms. Odile, welcome. Thank you for having me, Dux. Really exciting. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today. As I was telling you earlier, my family's a big fan of your company. Every Sunday when we do our grocery shopping, Vital Farms eggs on top of our grocery list. Thank you for being loyal customers. <laughs> well, first and foremost, for our listeners out there, since we have a global audience, for those not familiar with Vital Farms, can you share what the company's about, where you're out of, and what, what are you all doing these days? Sure thing. So um, let me start with our mission at Vital Farms. We were founded with the intention of bringing ethical food to the table. Our founder, Matt, founded Vital Farms back in 2007 on a small plot of land, um, circle about 27 acres in Austin, Texas, which is where we're headquartered. Um, he started with 20 Rhode Island red hen with an ambitious vision to produce humanely raised food at scale. Uh, fast forward to today in 2021, we work with about 200 small family farms all across the United States. We are the industry leader of pasture-raised eggs in the U.S., and we are the second leading egg brand in the U.S. by retail dollar values. Our pasture-raised products are sold in over 16,500 stores. We do everything from eggs, butter, ghee, egg bites, to some fun products that we just launched a few weeks ago. Um, we have maintained a, conscious com uh, a commitment to conscious capitalism since our founding, which means that we prioritize long-term sustainability of our stakeholders, um, which include farmers, suppliers, crew members, customers, consumers, community, and the environment, you know, for us, stockholders aren't the necessary focus of 100% of our decisions. It has to be acceptable and approachable with better outcomes for every of our stakeholder. And in fact, last year, we donated about 14 million eggs across our community. So we try to give back to the local communities where we belong. I mean, that's awesome. That's so good to hear, especially in this day and age, right? Where personally, and as a company here at AppPoint, we strongly feel the same way. Every opportunity we can give back to our immediate community around the world is uh, is is top on our list. So that's amazing. That's great. And 
in a pre-COVID world, we actually would volunteer in person across local communities and food banks, you know, a couple times a year. So we're kind of eager to kind of go back and be physically, you know, shoulder to shoulder with some of our partners. Absolutely. We feel exactly the same way. You know, one of the things that really excited me about this conversation we're having is oftentimes when we think about digital transformation or using technologies like Microsoft 365, what people think of are companies like in financial services or tech or government. And we often forget everybody is transforming. So one of the cool things with Vital Farms, I'm sure due to COVID, y'all made news this year by announcing that you'll all go remote for a lot of the corporate and office staff. Um, why, Why did this occur? Can you walk through how this thinking came about? So from an organizational perspective, it was a very methodical decision. You know, we wanted to collaborate with the tool, uh, with our crew members and make sure that the decision that we took, whether to be physically at the office or remote, was going to be the right one that resounded across the board. Throughout last year, actually, since COVID struck, we've had a constant pulse with our you know, crew members to understand how they are feeling. We want them to be safe and supported in this new working environment. Um, we achieved it through surveys through one-on-ones, you know, leaders checking in quarterly. Empathy is one of our core values, you know, so this metamorphosis from a physical to a virtual workspace is a great example for us in how we're putting up crew members first right now. A lot of our crew members had unexpected childcare loss, you know, so this flexibility now allows them to work from home and care for their loved ones and their family. And we all manage this dynamic shift in our personal and professional lives without skipping a beat. And that to me is very incredible. And from an IT perspective, you know, we had the infrastructure in place to sort of prepare for this event sort of to come in. So we were in a really good place that set us up for, you know, the adaption. And interestingly, Microsoft 365 was on our 2020 roadmap before COVID became headlines for us. So it was just a very nice switch over to adoption and adaption of the tools. You know, I want to unpack two things that you said, right? So first and foremost, we're talking a lot of organizations and I'm sure everybody seeing this on the news is what would the new hybrid work look like? Companies are now figuring out, okay, how do we get people back to the office? Is it a mix of remote and on-site or is it fully remote or fully uh, on-site? And one of the things you mentioned which I cannot stress enough, is this idea of putting people first, is empathy. I mean, look, technology is great. I'm a geek myself. But what the last 12 to 18 months have taught me is we got to put people first and everything else will figure it out. Although although there's one thing, though, and, and maybe we can discuss this further, which leads to my second comment, is I, I enjoyed being remote. I took advantage of all the technologies that... Um, Microsoft has to offer and outside of Microsoft. But one thing I do miss is the interpersonal face-to-face, what I would call serendipitous collision, which you cannot emulate even with the best technologies. So how, how are you all thinking about that? Are there instances where you still have your physical office, people can come in and get together, or is it truly full remote where, I don't know, maybe people only get together during holiday party? Um, as I said, you know, when we conducted our reviews with crew members, over 90% of our crew members said, we want to work from home. We love this newfound flexibility, you know, and because of that, the decision to go remote 
was received positively across the board because it was a decision that wasn't top down. It was something we all wanted. I was one of those 90 percent people responders, you know. In terms of culture, we have a very special culture by the farms. You know, we miss being in the office. We miss all our high fives, our hugs. We're very collaborative, collaborative people. So some of the things that we're trying to do is we are going to reconceptualize our Austin headquarter office. So it's going to become a collaboration space uh, from an IT perspective. We've got a couple of hot desks. So, you know, people coming in from out of town can drop in or some local teams want to go in and meet and have a jam session. They can go ahead and do their working sessions there. But for the most part, it's going to be collaboration. We also plan to host our monthly town halls that we have um, for the local folks that can make it in the Austin headquarters. And then we also have our plant in Springfield, Missouri, Egg Central Station, that, you know, lovingly monitored as ECS. So, you know, we are all connected through the team's environment in one big global digital workspace. So that's pretty much what we're doing, you know. And we're also actually right now surveying a bunch of other Austin offices to understand, you know, what does this dynamic worship look like, you know, um, and also constantly checking in with our crew members to make sure that this is what we really want, right? We have a cross-functional committee that I'm also part of that is actually working on redesigning the office workspace. So we've got a representative from every department to make sure that the future state of Vital Headquarters looks and, you know, is embracing of everybody in every department. That's awesome. I mean, other than empathy, obviously, you want to be inclusive. You want to make sure that um, the, 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 as best you can, you provide the best working environment for different people. Now, you mentioned earlier, prior to COVID, you said that Microsoft 365 was on the roadmap. So what, what did the world look like before Microsoft 365? And then how did you help people transition into it? So before Microsoft 365, we, we definitely used Outlook and all of the Excel and, you know, PowerPoint, like basic tools. Skype was our collaboration or, you know, communication tool. And we did realize that with Office 365, it's bringing in so much collaboration and seamlessness across the platform. So we had this fantastic roadmap set up of things that we wanted to do. And as I said, you know, you can only comprehend the immense value add going from Skype to Microsoft Teams. I mean, there is no comparison to, you know, um, it was just incredible to be able to collaborate, you know, chat, have video meetings, audio calls and work on one live version of a document and not have conflicted copies of it. And, you know, just deliver word class product. I think that was like the prime focus for us to go ahead and do that. Or even simple things like co-authoring, right? Like when people oh. get to experience co-authoring, it's like angels are singing. Ah! It is It is funny because even like yesterday, we were working on a deck, me and my boss, and I started entering data on the bottom half of the slide. And he was like, this is so cool. You know, like we can work on the same document together at the same time. It's amazing. And I think until people see that, it's that light bulb moment, right? Because oftentimes, especially for organizations that aren't using Microsoft 365, Tools out there are all of them are one trick pony, meaning, yes, we use Zoom for calls. We use email to send stuff back and forth. And rightfully so, that's how the world works. So when I describe Teams, people would like, well, it's kind of like Zoom, right? I go, yeah, it's also Slack. It's also Office. <laughs> so many things. Unless you truly use it in a collaborative way and not just for calling, it's hard to grasp the, the power and the benefit of a platform like Microsoft 365. I mean, even like just the sheer fact that you can have multiple channels, you can have teams dedicated to projects, team dedicated, teams dedicated to collaboration, teams dedicated to just a specific, you know, we have a water cooler team, by the way, and we have 
Harry Potter as a channel. We have Bachelor Nation as a channel. We've got some sports channels. Like, why not? Those are the things that I think you need right. in to foster culture, bonding, and you know that little team camaraderie in a remote digital environment. And I think Teams does it really well. You know, to store that. Can you add me to Egg Recipes channel? <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm sure there's one out there. <laughs> no. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> okay, we all right. cool team names, though. I will tell you that. It is always fun to, like, see all the team names and see what, you know, folks name projects, but it's incredible. But, yeah. Now, I'm sure y'all move forward. You're doing uh, all remote setup. Now, tell me about the learnings that you have. What are some of the challenges and how are you addressing it? Some of the challenges I think are, you know, as we're bringing new crew members in the fold that have never worked with teams, you know, how do you do that? So we, or just with Microsoft in general, because we also have a lot of folks that maybe have a G Suite experience, you know, or they've used anything, but not Microsoft 365. So we've done with every single solution we've rolled out with Office 365, we do pre-go live training sessions. We do post-go live. We do continuous learning once a quarter. We do lunch and learns, which I love because IT hosts lunch and learns. And we are just like, learning new technologies and tricks. Um, actually, just a month ago, we did Planner. May was all about Planner. You know, we have hosted a bunch of lunch and learns and we had over 30, 32 people in each session and it was incredible, you know, and the value add to the organization is phenomenal. And I don't think I can put that because we're all juggling 200 things at the same time and to be able to put order to that chaos by all the tools already available at our disposal, um, you can't put a price to that, you know. Fantastic. So what are the typical impressions, at least first impressions, especially for folks that haven't seen Microsoft 365? Because I don't know about your experience, but for me, there's this stereotype around Microsoft, right? Oh, it's not cool. It's for all the senior people, like the cool kids are all about Google and Slack and Asana. But once they get to learn it, what are the typical reactions? I think everybody's pleasantly surprised by it, you know. Um, even the folks that have come, you know, from the G Suite environment, you know, the collaboration of it and the documents, you know, it, it's it's fantastic. I think you cannot understand the amount of collaboration that is possible in Office 365, you know, and the fact that it's almost the way I look at it is almost like, you know, a beehive model. You just stack every module on top of each other and you can actually spend your entire workday in Teams and open everything from Teams. I even have my Power BI reports tagged on my teams. I have my hub on my teams. I have like planner on my teams. I do not go outside of teams except for Outlook, of course, you know, and those SaaS applications we use in our day-to-day, but teams is my ecosystem within the Office 365 ecosystem. So you're missing out, man, if you're not on it. <laughs> Odile, I'm going to make a prediction. Don't quote me on this. And, and this is all made up by myself. I won't be surprised if there's a teams book, like a physical hardware that will come out like a Chromebook, right? So, so like a specially lightweight oh. laptop or tablet just for teams. That's it. Cause that's all you need. That's all you need. And it's interesting because as we're collaborating and, you know, evolving our office, we are actually getting very team specific hardware to allow for larger conference meetings and things. So teams already is going that route with their partners. You know, uh, Microsoft will really pleasantly surprise you with what they've got in their toolkit. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and I think what you said is important, right? It's a catch-22 because while we're seeing praises for Microsoft, without proper training, without a strategic plan on rolling this out, it's too much. I mean, I've talked to organizations where, unfortunately, people hate it because they're just throwing this thing. Here's Microsoft 365. Have a good life. Don't talk to me, right? And, And I think that model of IT should change. 
I think, you know, for us at Vital Farms, we, we have an incredibly resilient and adaptable crew. They have embraced it. And I don't know if it was expedited because of us being remote since mid-March last year. They have embraced all the new technologies we rolled out, you know, Teams, Power BI, Planner. Um, Power Automate, Flow. Power Automate, Flow. And we're using all of these things, right, in our day-to-day working today, uh, OneDrive. And also, by the way, my analytics, which helps me understand how my workday and my work week looks like. You know, it, it forces me to focus time away from, you know, all the meetings and stuff. So sky's the limit. Exactly. Now, as you describe it, uh, you're using it to its full extent. Have you started building mini apps, at least at the farm level? That's what I'm curious about. I mean, we talked about day-to-day collab communications, but, you know, with mobile devices, right, with Power Automate and Power Apps, you can build apps really for, for, for people in the, in the farm, right, or Egg Central or doing all, raising the chickens or what have you. We have a pretty robust roadmap covering some apps and things. They might not be integrating with the Office 365 universe just yet, but we've got, you know, we've got some fun plans in the pipeline. I mean, imagine every chicken having an RFID and you can tag it and you can pull a map and say, hey, where's, uh, where's Tony? Where's... All our chickens are, head. all our birds are female. So, yes. Oh, female. Okay. okay. They lay eggs. Clearly, okay. I know nothing about this industry. <laughs> I'm just a consumer of it. <laughs> all right. So. So I also learned that you're launching a company internet soon. So tell me about what's driving that project and how will it play a key role in your organization? So SharePoint, I think, is the next organic sort of evolution in the 365 collaboration suite for us. Uh, We've long wanted to have an intranet, which is employee-focused, crew member-focused. It will... The way we're anticipating it for it to be is to be the one-stop shop for all our crew members to go in for feeds. We're setting uh, setting it up sort of like a hub spoke. So you've got the main company website, and then you've got departmental subsites, you know, and then they're going to choose and pick what items get hero flashed across the organization and things like that. Um, we are also growing at an incredible pace since going public last year, you know, so That to us means that we also now need to highlight and showcase and also give our crews a one-stop shop to access a bunch of tools and resources Um, rather than, you know, remember where you bookmark what. Exactly. Just go to the vital hub spot and you're going to be, you know, able to find what you're looking for. And uh, we've got a pilot in the pipeline right now. We're testing with a couple teams. IT is, of course, one of the pilot departments, you know, going with it. And in a few months when we unroll, you know, release it and show everybody the beta version of it. We're excited to have some competitions around what to name the company intranet site. You know, what do we call this? You know, what it's just exciting to us. So, yeah. And have you all looked at Viva Connections? We did. And that is something that we're working on. You know, we're researching to see how does that play into the overall SharePoint architecture. Yeah. Uh, But it's so new. It was launched last year. So it's still new. You know, we're still trying to figure out how that's going to work. But yeah. Yeah. And that's one one, uh, key lesson. I learned from our internal rollout as well, as well as as other customers is, again, as IT, you know, I get so excited with all these goodness, but at the end of the day, I I always got to think about, okay, how will this impact the day-to-day work of my colleagues and uh, what value would this offer? And not just another tool we throw at our colleagues in the organization. I think for us at Vital, um, one thing we've realized is, you know, we are interacting and collaborating a lot more in this virtual workspace than we may have initially anticipated we might end up, you know, 
So that was is always a powerful motivator to land new things, launch more things. And as I said, you know, our crew members do a really fantastic job about adapting to tools. I mean, there are times that they're asking me for, when can we get this? And I'm like, I want more. Yeah, I want more. And, you know, as an IT person, that is an amazing problem to have, you know, because you're like, I don't even have to sell the solution. Our team is ready to go and get it, you know. So it's it's fantastic. I'm sure our listeners at this point are like, I'm going to go to the website and look for a job and be part of the IT organization. <laughs> Come join us. <laughs> Wow, this this has been a, a great conversation, Adil. What you know, before we wrap up, what advice would you give our listeners as they're thinking about this new world of work? Is it going back fully to the office? Is it hybrid? Is it fully remote? On how they go through that process of decision making, and uh, what are some key takeaways you would advise leaders to follow based on your experience? I would say. Don't make a top-down decision. You know, we we did a pretty good job with it. We listened and we co-created the future concept of what our office needs to be. Um, as I said, again, you know, the stakeholder model is pretty ingrained and hardwired into the Vital Farms DNA. So we're always going to do what's right for every single of the stakeholders. Um, and I would close with saying, you know, every opinion matters. If you take care of the people, the rest will fall into place. So That's right. Yeah. And uh, it's all about expectation setting, right? <laughs> Excellent, fun. You're an expert now. Expert. Oh, Dil, this has been a fun, fun conversation. And for those who want to learn more about you, learn more about Vital Farms, uh, where's the best place that they can uh, go and, and find more information? Vitalfarms.com, man. That's where you'll find all the hot and happening news. And yeah, follow us on all of our social channels. You'll find all the links on our homepage. And you'll find them in those 16,500 groceries nationwide. Yes, yes, you will. Well, thanks again. And thanks, everybody, for listening in. And until the next episode, have a fantastic day and take good care of yourself. Shift Happens Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm sure many of you out there are asking the same questions as Vital Farms did. Can we really make remote work happen permanently? There's a lot to consider, especially if you don't want the shift to be a scramble. There are many smart ways to keep the flock together. Ask yourself, is leadership tuned in to the needs of all employees? Has our Microsoft 365 journey matured? And do people really know how to use the tools? What about just for fun channels to boost team spirit and integrated apps? How about real life meetups? By nurturing your staff from afar, it is possible for birds of a feather to collaborate. Are you ready to take flight? If you like today's episode, please leave a review for the Shift Happens podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen. I also invite you to tune in for our new Ask Ducks bi-weekly podcast where I answer your questions about Microsoft 365 in the modern workplace. Tag your question on Twitter with hashtag AskDucks or email me at askducks at appoint.com. We'll see you next time. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AppPoint, Inc., produced and edited by the AppPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting appoint.com.